Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now today, I am gonna just jump right into the episode because, well, it's a new year. It's time for a fresh renewal and beginnings. I hope that you have a hope for reaching your goals like I do, a hope for a fresh start with fresh new habits and a a hope for a different outcome for ourselves by contrast of what we have been experiencing over the course of the last year. I know for me, that is something I am all about. I'm all about wanting to have change and having a hope for something that's better that's different. But in the midst of that hoping, the season that we find ourselves in, there is turmoil all around us. It's such a contrast. You know, when we have this this vision for the things that can come and the hope for what will be, and yet when we look around us, when we pay attention to things that are on the news or on social media or what people are talking about, when we see the things that we're seeing with our eyes, hearing the things that we're hearing with our ears, it can kind of be hard to be hopeful about something positive happening and something great happening. And and I want to talk about that a little bit today. Now, I normally don't talk about politics or even world events too much on this podcast because that's not what we're about. There are other places that you can go for that kind of discussion. I'm all for it. Let's talk about it. Let's hear different opinions and views and and be really wise about the world around us. But that's not what this show is. I try to stay in my lane, providing you practical tips to help you as a working mom balance in your life, keeping God in the front of all of it. We talk a lot about systems. We talk a lot about how to grow in all of the areas that God has called you to. And that is what the show will continue to be about. But right now, I feel like if we just ignore the events of the world, I'm doing you a disservice. Now, we're not going to go into all of the details of what's going on in the world. Because let's face it, right now, at this point in time, I could be talking to you about your goals and how to structure them to set you up for success. That's what I was planning on doing today. I could have some expert guests come on to talk to you about how to make this year the year that you improve and grow and what area you want to see improvement in. And we did that last week. We had Lindsay Young on. I hope that you go back and check out that episode. And I have some amazing guests lined up in the next few weeks that I know you're not going to want to miss. So make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't done so already so that you can get that wisdom. But first, before we get to all of that, we need to acknowledge the fact that the world that we live in does influence our thoughts. Our thoughts greatly affect how we feel and like it or not, that changes our actions. I know I don't like that truth. I don't like to think that I'm ruled by our emotions and my emotions. And I know the Bible tells us not to do that, to not let our emotions control us and to have self-control. But sometimes it is hard. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Because I would like to think that when we have the habits in place, we become infallible. Nothing can shake us. We can still go after our goals if we're doing the right habits following the right systems, regardless of what's going on around us. Because one thing that I do know to be true is that strong habits get us results. But on the other hand, we are not robots. God created us to have emotions, and emotions can shake things up. It can change how we focus 
on different things. It can change how we feel about different things. It can affect our energy, which in turn affects our will to do the actions required to get to our goals. If you've ever had that happen where you've had a hard day and you're like, out the window goes my nighttime routine, I just want to go to bed and watch Netflix or whatever, right? When we have a strong emotional response to something, those habits go out the window. And this is the main point that I hope that you get from today's discussion. If we don't acknowledge our emotions and the truth behind them, we are setting ourselves up for a disappointing future. We can go into this year with all of this hope and all of this best of intentions and working on our habits and working on our actions. But if we don't acknowledge the emotions of the things that are happening around us, then we're not going to ultimately get to where we want to go. But it doesn't have to be that way. I don't know about you, but that's not what I want for my upcoming year or any year, any year. Our family, personally, we've already been faced with some setbacks, grieving lost loved ones, and the year is only a few days in. And that's just us personally, not to mention what's going on in our country, in the world. But yet my husband and I, every time something comes up, we're like, no, this is not going to be a replay of last year, which was really devastating for us. We are going to have a good year this year. We're focused on that positive aspect of it, but you can only be positive thinking. I'm using air quotes here for so long. So how do we move forward in hope with turmoil around us? Well, I have three key points that I want to share with you today. Number one is to seek the wisdom of God. And I know that that one, it feels like that's always the answer for everything. And sometimes we can just, I don't know, sweep it under the rug. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, 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 I know. But if that's you, I just would encourage you to pause for a second and really think about this point. When was the last time that you dived into Proverbs of the Bible? When was the last time that you really went into the word of God seeking the wisdom of God. Now, this is one of the areas of of my life that when I'm doing our life balance method with our, our members and those who join the life balance method, and we're setting goals for all the different areas of our life, this is the area, rather, this is the goal that I've set for my faith area of life is to seek more of the wisdom of God. And as I've been studying this and taking action towards that goal, I found a great video, a sermon by John Piper, And he had these five points about gaining the wisdom of God. Number one is to get into the word of God, to know God, know what he says about different things. There's so much wisdom in the word of God. You know, this is why inside of Life Balance Membership, we have the Setting Goals and God's Will Bible Study, where we literally dive into scripture and what the word says for each of the eight areas of life. Because there is wisdom for how to be a parent in the Bible. There is wisdom on how to grow your career in the Bible. There is wisdom on how to have fun, how to find friends, how to control your finances, how to set up your home. All of that is in the Bible. And yet we are looking for gurus out in the world on how to tell us on how to save our marriage. The answer is in the Bible, my friends. There's so much wisdom in there. And so be in the word. Number two from John Piper is see God in the world. You know, we live in the world of God and there is so much wisdom around us, whether it be in the natural world, whether it be in other books, there is so much wisdom that we can see around us. The Bible tells us to look at the ant 
to look at the tree, to look at the look at the nature around us. And there are lessons that we can learn there. And so if we're always looking at our screen, if we always have our head down and we're not getting out in nature and really communing with what God created, we're missing out on a huge piece of wisdom. Number three, according to John Piper, and I'll, I'll link to this video in the show notes. You can go to yourliferocks.com to the show notes for this episode, and you can find a link to this video on YouTube. Number three, wise teachers help you to grow in wisdom. Walk with other wise people. Now, this might be a mentor in your life. It could be having a personal relationship with your pastor or your pastor's wife or whoever's in charge of a women's ministry at your church. It could be listening to podcasts or reading books, but really looking and seeking wisdom from other teachers. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, I've mentioned a few times that I'm not a huge fan of devotionals, like like hearing what other people interpret the word of God as. However, there are certain seasons when there are certain topics that you should go to trusted leaders and kind of get their viewpoint, not saying that you have to adopt their viewpoint, but to learn from their viewpoint is really important because we can learn a lot from that. I mean, even even these five things I'm sharing with you come from John Piper, right? That is a wise teacher to be following. Are you looking to grow and learn in the new year? We all know that reading books is the best way to do that, but with our busy schedules, it's hard to find the time. But did you know that as a listener of this podcast, you can get a free audiobook from Audible? Yep, just go to yourliferocks.com forward slash Audible. Some of my favorite books that I've listened to in the last couple months are Better Decisions and Fewer Regrets by Anne-Lee Stanley, You're Not Enough and That's Okay by Allie Beth Steckley, and Grit and Grace by Tim McGraw. You can check out one of these titles or any other book on your reading list by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash Audible. That's yourliferocks.com forward slash Audible. Now, let's get back to the show. Number four, to look at everything in the light of eternity. This is number four, according to John Piper, on how to gain wisdom. Know that your days are numbered. You know, when (laughs) this one I think is really important. When we get so caught up in the things that we're seeing on the news or things that we're seeing on social media, we have to realize this life, this world that we're in is gone in a blink of an eye. Like in the matter of eternity, is this really going to matter? What really matters in the face of eternity? That's where we need to be focused on and looking at everything kind of through that lens. And that will gain us wisdom. And number five is to realize that all things are in relation to Jesus Christ. It's all a full story pointing back to him, pointing back to salvation again in the light of eternity. And so when we are thinking about how we can move forward and have hope about the new year, set goals for the new year, have hope for for improving our daily life, wisdom is really, really important and seeking the wisdom of God. And these five things from John Piper are things that will help us gain that wisdom. It's not a quick fix. (laughs) I mean, the things that we talked about, you know, finding a wise teacher getting into the word of God, like these are all things that take time. It's an investment, but it's worth it. And if you want to hold on to that hope, having the wisdom of God will help you do that. Number two is to focus on the truth and make choices from that. You know, so many times we make choices from our feelings or the opposite of that is we say, no, I don't want to feel these feelings. I'm going to sweep them under the rug and just move forward in life. But here's the thing is that we we need to have self-control. And if we sweep the feelings under the rug, 
they're going to come back up and they're going to affect our ability to have self-control. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. I have been a certified coach in the past, although I'm not currently coaching other than what I'm doing inside of the membership and all of that. But I can just tell you as a human being from personal experience, and I'm sure if you look back on your experiences, you could be an expert on this as well. This is so true. If we don't acknowledge our feelings and we're just like, no, no, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm not going to. It's fine. Those feelings will come back up. They will affect the way that we react. We might get more snippy with people. We might start to cry at the smallest thing. If we don't deal with our emotions, the emotions are going to find a way to be dealt with, right? Like they're going to come back up to the surface. They're not going away. The feelings are still there, whether you want to deal with them or not. So it really just prolongs the dealing with our feelings when you just want to sweep them under the rug. So it's just better to face them and deal with it. Ask yourself these questions when you feel like your emotions are starting to like get a little crazy. And this for you, it might be more anxiousness. It might be your stress level going up. You kind of need to know like what your own bio signals are for when this is happening, when you're starting to feel these emotions. Some of you might be, be like, I really know because I'm an anger type of a person and I know when anger is coming up. But these are the questions you want to ask yourself. What am I feeling? Like really identify what that feeling is. Why am I really feeling that way? And what is this feeling telling me? Those three questions are really, really key. Last week, my family and I, we took some time and we went away as a family with some of our extended family and just spent some nice, quiet time away because we weren't able to get together over the holidays and, you know, things were just busy and chaotic. And so before we get back into school and all of that, we decided just to take a couple days to go away and be together as a family. Well, anyone who's taken a vacation with your extended family, you know, they, it's a great time, but there are moments that you're like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Like you have a moment, right? When you're like, oh, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Anyway, I had a moment like that and it wasn't about the people around me. It was mostly just like all within myself, right? Of feeling a lack of control, but I started to get kind of anxious and stressed and It was one of those moments where I could make different choices that would ruin the vacation for myself and for my family, or I could do something different. And I didn't want to just shove it under the rug. I mean, honestly, I tried, but I couldn't. And so I just started asking myself, like, what is it that I'm actually feeling right now? Why am I feeling this way? And it it really came down to me feeling like I wasn't being heard. So then I had to ask myself, like, well, what else can I do so that I can feel more heard? And just by acknowledging that in my own head, even if I didn't take any action, I was able to move through it and make better choices because I knew what was really going on at the heart of it versus just being a a sway with the emotion that was ebb and flowing like waves, right? So that's typically what happens, right? The wave crashes in, we say something we regret, we do something we regret, and then we're like, oh, and then the whole new different set of emotions comes in the next time on the next crashing wave. By pausing and asking yourself these questions, really identifying what am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? It allows us to be able to make different, better choices because then we're able to make choices based off of the actual truth of what's going on versus our emotions. And when we can focus on the truth and without the emotions, that will help us stick to the habits. That will help us stick to 
the actions that we want to do in order to reach the goals that we've set for the new year, in order to continue down this path of having hope for something different. And number three is to take the focus off of I, and I'm saying I with quotations as in me, as in you, I. With all of the turmoil that might be going on around you or anything bad that pops up, it's really easy to think about how does this affect me? How does this throw me off? And we can get very, very me focused. In fact, we're living in a society today that you see it more every year, year after year after year. It just becomes more me, 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 right? You hear a lot more people talking about self-care, putting yourself first, loving yourself. And these things are good. They're not bad. But when that becomes your number one driver and that becomes at the top of your list over serving God and loving on other people, that is when it becomes a little bit dangerous. And you see it even more and more. My husband and I even noticed this this last Christmas season. You know, every Christmas season, you see these commercials, these car ads where the husband gifted the wife a car or vice versa. And this year, all of the car commercials were like, they gave themselves a gift of the car, which is actually probably more realistic. You don't buy your husband or wife a car typically. Typically, it's a joint decision or you go buy a car for yourself because you need a new car, right? Like it is more realistic. But the ad itself was very much, I've been good this year. I deserve this. And and buying yourself a gift versus gifting someone else. And so it is like the slippery slope that we're seeing in the world that we live in that is more focused on I, more focused on me. And really, if we want to have hope amidst all of the turmoil that's going on, when we're focused on ourselves, it can be very easy to go into victim mentality of this is what's going on and this is why I can't do these things. But if we shift that focus off of ourselves and onto God, God first, and what he can do in the situation, knowing that he's in control. These are the things that can give us back hope because our hope isn't within ourselves. Gosh, if our hope was laid in ourselves to do all of the things that we need to do and all of this turmoil that comes up, yeah, that is a hopeless situation, my friends. But when we put our hope in God and knowing that he is in control, knowing that he has a plan, knowing that his will is higher and mightier than our own, that gives us hope. When we then in turn take that hope and choose to love others, that moves us forward in life in a huge, huge way. Nothing can stop us when we're focused on God and loving on others, and that is exactly what we are called to do. So if you find yourself looking around you and being like, what in the world is going on? Maybe it's bringing about anxiety for you. It could be bringing about fear for you. You might be someone that's just like, this is all blown out of proportion and it's not as bad as it seems, and which is usually the case, by the way. But regardless of where you fall on that, if you're finding that things are setting you off track from reaching your goals or even doubting, like, should I even set goals, which I did a show about a couple episodes ago, you could go back and have a listen to that. But really think about these three key points. One, seek the wisdom of God. Number two, focus on the truth and make decisions from that. And number three, focus on not yourself. (laughs) That's the easiest way of putting it. Let your hope rest with God. Love other people and let that be your compass. Not everyone's going to be agreeing with you. You're going to, you know, we're already seeing a lot of division right now, but even those that you feel divided from or they feel divided from you, even if they're not wanting to love you back, 
love other people because that is ultimately what God has called us to do. And we cannot lose sight of that. I pray that the Lord would bless you, that he would provide a way for you to just grow closer to him in this new year, that as you start to reach out and seek him, seek his wisdom, that it would be right there. It'd be so obvious for you, like an answered prayer that was a divine intervention, that God would just be showing you his face, letting you hear his word, and guiding your path with every decision that you make. I don't know about you, but as we start into this new year, I am choosing hope. I'm so excited about the goals that I have set for the next 90 days. Yes, I don't set New Year's resolutions. I set goals for 90 days. Although God did give me a word for the year, I wasn't going to do a word for the year this year, but he gave one to me. And so I'm excited to see the fruition with that. So I'm super excited about some of our upcoming guests that we have coming your way on the show. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit subscribe. And until next time, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.